Welcome all of you here to Cheer City Church this morning. Hope you had a joy-filled Christmas as me and my family did. We're a couple of days away from the new year. Wow. Different thoughts each one of us have about how we're going to approach 2020, 2020. Wow, 2020, huh? What are we going to do this coming year? I'd like you to consider today, 48 hours, whatever, give or take, from 2020, it's a monumental date, right, 2020? I'd like you to consider this coming year that you will give your undivided attention to Jesus, to Jesus Christ. We're going to help you do that right out of the gate by kicking it off with this 21 days of prayer. I encourage you to participate in this, not to be distant from this. You know, every year I write, my, I, I do a resume to myself every year, been doing it now for like 15 years. And, and it's just between me and me. I, I, sometimes I just write it with a pen, my resume. Every year I should look better and be doing better in some area of my life, and especially my relationship with God. This is what I did this year. This is what I gave. This is how I served. This is what I did. This is something I wanted to do better with. Okay, now I'm going to write my resume at the beginning of the year. Does it look better than that resume? Where's the intentionality of it? It's not your intention, right? It's your direction. It, we start out with that intention, but we've but then, so that's my intentionality, but now the next year when I go to do it, I say, did I go in that direction? Hmm. 21 days of prayer. This is your church, meaning this is the body of Christ. This is the kingdom of God we're building. So you know what? This year is going to be better than last year with my prayer life. Right? Everybody who wants a worse prayer life in, in time of communion with God, raise their hand. Everybody. No, I said worse, sir. Okay. I did that for the people around you. So I didn't think you're like a heretic or something like that. Not to call you out. <laughs> so is that going to be like ambiguous? How are you going to do that? Well, why don't you start with saying, you know, I got 21 days of prayer where people in my community of faith are coming together. I'm going to hit at least one. I'm not going to let 21 days go at least go into one time. Not because I have to, because it's an opportunity to be real in myself and say, I'm going to improve my prayer life this year. And by coming in and participating in this in a particular way, it might, I'm, God would give me a, a nugget, a boost. I'd be inspired. I might see something and gain something in, in that moment. That I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that this is what awaits me, right? I'm not going to fool myself anymore. I'm not going to be ambiguous, especially in such critical areas. So we want to, I'm going to have this undivided loyalty to Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to go at it from every way I can this year. 21 days of prayer. Certainly you could participate from home every day. The, the emails, the content is so well developed and constructed. It's meant really to, uh, to be an inspiration here, but I encourage you as well to come out at least one time and to jump in with us. And then we have this unique form of our life group, right? We call it kind of behind the scenes, our J term for the month of January. What we do is it's a hybrid. Uh, we come together, we take a life group and we take a Sunday morning service and we're bringing it together. We're doing it like no other time now where we'll have our full worship set. We'll see a clip from a video from Batterson. Great guy, Mark Batterson. You see that cafe, Ebenezer? 
It's in Washington, D.C. His church started. It's the largest and most successful cafe in all of Washington, D.C. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Right there in D.C. Why? Because of an undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. They'll tell you about how he walked around for hours and hours, day after day, praying to God in that area. True story. Because of it, he gets kicked out of where they were meeting, not because of his prayer, but meaning they wound up that happening. But then he was ready to respond because of his undivided loyalty to God. He didn't come apart. He didn't fragment. He didn't separate his faith from life, right? So you're going to listen to video clips from, you're going to hear the worship, listen to clips from Batterson. I'm going to come out and say some comments and talk for a bit. These are going to be in tables and circles, and you can chat about the clip and what I've said, and uh, we'll go back and forth, and we're going to do this. It's going to be a great time. I really encourage you to sign up and come out and to join us again to get you going in this direction. We want you to have 2020 as the year where I'm going to have an undivided Loyalty to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's look today at James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8, the words of James, the brother of Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your, endu your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when, your, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. There's our loyalty. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and this world. They are unstable in everything they do. James understood the power of an undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ. He lived, he himself lived his life devoted to Christ, even unto death. And a terrible death. I think they threw James off the temple there in Jerusalem. There was nothing and no one that surpassed James's Loyalty to Jesus Christ, his devotion to Christ. You see, when you, when you do that, when you have such devotion, such loyalty to Jesus, things just settle in. A, a, a calmness sort of comes in, and, and there's this clarity. You have clarity to see the opportunities, to see things for the way they are, to not be spooked by the smallest things and miss the greatest things. Huh? That happened to you? You get spooked and thrown off by small things and thereby missing some great opportunities? You want to see, in 2020, you want to have 2020, right? Yeah, 2020 vision is, is to have sharp, clear vision. That's what you want for 2020, right? You want to see things for how they are, which they are in reality. You want to see the opportunities. You today, right now, see a better you in 2020. Loyalty, to have a strong feeling to support one, to, to have a strong allegiance and alliance with one. 
undivided loyalty. A faith that's, in, to be undivided is, is, is to have a faith that's intact. It's not easily broken. It's not easily, easily separated from day-to-day life. That's the faith you have, right? But it's devoted. You know, we see loyalty in our lives. I, don't, I really think each one of us is loyal to something. I'm confident of that. Something we give our attention to. You see brand loyalty, Chevy, Subaru, right? You see Apple, Android, you see Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, huh? Like, you know, we have this loyalty. You know, loyalty here, maybe more than anywhere else in the country when it comes to sports teams, Red Sox, Patriots. I mean, if, if the Red Sox or Patriots have a bad game, you don't just, or, you, or it seems it's a bad day, you don't walk away from them, unless you're John Thompson. Huh? <laughs> <coughs> Look, it's okay to have loyalty to other things, right? But don't let anything or anyone cause an under, disrupt you from having an undivided Loyalty to Jesus, right? Don't let anything disconnect that loyalty, fragment that loyalty, and therefore hinder that that faith in Jesus from being applied to your day-to-day, moment-to-moment life. Loyalty is hard for us to do. It is. I mean, really to the point where we have what I call skin in the game. There there are, because that's, there are those that we've trusted, maybe organizationally or very personally, we've given our trust to them and they've misused it, abused it, and therefore, you know, we, we kind of are loyal very conditionally, right? And, and in a sense, we take that pain and that confusion and we can tend to hold it against Jesus. It, we, we bring that into our relationship with God. We bring the natural into a supernatural relationship. We can't change other people. In 2020, we couldn't do it in 2019, and it's not going to happen in 2020. But we can change us, yes? It's like I said, you know when God is doing a supernatural work in you, when nothing's changed, but everything has changed. You hear me? You have changed. You are transforming your circumstances, meaning you're rising up above them. This is powerful. Sometimes when things don't go in our way, seems as our prayers aren't being answered or maybe they're remaining unanswered. We, we think God is not being loyal to us. So we kind of rescind. Maybe we started doing something. Maybe we started giving. We started serving. Maybe we started to really cultivate, just sense God in our life. And, 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 and then things aren't going as we expect. And we, we pull back our loyalty to him in one or two or many areas, Right? Our time, our money, our but mostly our heart, we're pulling back and we lessen that loyalty. Huh? We might not write that down, but the narrative starts and we're going in that direction. We might not even say, oh, I never intended to do that, but that's the direction we're going in. If you look at your calendar, if you look at your checkbook, if we look at our life, we're going to see that at times this loyalty could notice be placed on higher things than God. If you looked at my life and my checkbook and my calendar, do you think you can conclude that Dave's loyal to Jesus Christ and his kingdom? Thank you. Thank you, that one person. I'm so glad. <laughs> By the way, she beat you to it. Huh?
Uh, <laughs> it's true. That's true. Hard to say. I don't know. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Listen, but really, we breathe the same air. We're, we bleed the same blood. We're both children of God. You want to be able... We don't have to make it so complex all the time to be looking at your checkbook and looking at your calendar and saying, okay, you know, to be really sitting there and, and, and also taking an inventory of how you're thinking during the day and what's going in and out of you and saying, am I, do I have an undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ and his kingdom? Or somehow has, over time, things leak to where I can look at this and say there is a substantial amount of loyalty going out to where it's really noticeably we're not talking about sparsing and it's noticeably exceeding my loyalty to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. If you live this way, where you're having a divided loyalty, and when I mean divided, meaning a loyalty that is just simply kind of fragmented, that a loyalty that, that is easily separated, you know, meaning when you have a divided loyalty, it's one that when difficulty comes, challenges, things don't go as you expected, it's, it's going to separate from life. It's going to come apart on you. If you live this way, you are in danger of living out life circumstantially, right? Listen to me, my dear friends. As you go into 2020, listen to what your pastor is saying. All that Jesus did, all that he was, such a huge benefit we have from that is that we don't have to live out life circumstantially. The, the New Testament, the inspired word of God, the infallible word of God, you don't have to live out life circumstantially. When we have an undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ and his kingdom, we then are protected from living out life circumstantially. Otherwise, you open up the door to living out life circumstantially, meaning in a very unstable and inconsistent way. Because your life, meaning your feelings, your actions, your behavior, your attitude is going to be based on circumstances, right? And, and your faith being one that is not undivided loyalty, but a categorically at time inconsistency, some here, loyal here, not here, that is not going to see you through to the extent that God intended or that you really need to see you through that instability and that inconsistency. The way, this way of living is what James spoke to here in, in, in the words he wrote in the scripture. Listen to what he said. I believe it was verse 8. He says, do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. That's going to be, I say, one step forward, one step back, two steps back. Back and forth, back and forth. This happened, that happened. Oh, today was a great day. This morning was awesome. And then I saw this person. Or I got this in the mail. <laughs> Done. Blown out. <laughs> oh, something good happened. <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> our feelings, our thoughts, our attitudes are anxious. 
when you live with an undivided loyalty to Jesus, right? You don't live your life based on the surface. See, the circumstances are the surface of life. Circumstances, they're, they're, they're just like a leaf on a tree. They're just what we're seeing. And even that, we don't, get to, we don't, we don't see it all. You're living your life based on what you're seeing that's right in front of you. you, you you're, you're living your life for the here and the now. That's a really dangerous place to live. I've grown up in poverty, in depravity. I have truly, no exaggeration, lived in some of the most depraved places and hung out in, in, in our country. And I mean lived. I mean like hung out four, five, three in the morning, all day. I mean ate, partied. Live deeply in this population. And one of the things that hinder them greatly from coming out of that impoverished place and depraved place and life-destructive places, they live for the here and now. They live hour to hour, moment to moment. So in doing that, they, they just fragment relationships. They never allow relationships or opportunity to develop. You hear me? This is an impoverished way to live. When you are living out your life with a divided loyalty to Jesus Christ, right? What you're living out circumstantially on the surface and you are living out life more from that degree, from that place, more from an impoverished, unstable way that really kind of undermines opportunities and hurts relationships. Are you getting me this morning? See, an undivided loyalty to Jesus causes you to look deeper than just the surface, right? You get to go layers and layers down. You look past the circumstances. You look deeper. You're not controlled by the moment. You know, there was a time when Jesus walked the earth when religious leaders, the Pharisees, approached him, and they said, hey, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39, he said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your heart. That's devotion. That's loyalty. When we do that, this first commandment, notice it's naturally, it sets us up for that second commandment, which is like the first, to love others. Love others, God's way. When you do that, when you're doing it God's way, it helps you look past their circumstances. Yeah. It helps you look past where they're at on the surface right then and there. What meaning is you're not absorbed and consumed by what's going on in their circumstances. Therefore, you're stable. They might be unstable. A boss, an employer, a neighbor, a spouse, a child, but you're stable because your faith is intact because you have an undivided loyalty to Jesus, and now you're going to apply it to what's going on, and you're going to go deeper rather than just meet people at the surface, and you're going to see these people as children of God who God has placed in your life, not just the circumstances. Yesterday, you know, uh, really nice day, kind of like, you know, with everything going on, it might have been my first day between schedule and health and this and that and ministry and all life, you know, I was like kind of easy in the morning. And I'm like, well, okay. And 
And my mother-in-law says, hey, I want to take you out for breakfast. I'm like, cool. It's great. It's good life. So we head out to G Vegas. We get there. You know, you can see it's kind of crowded. We have a big group, eight of us, me, Christy, the kids. Christy and the kids are waiting in the car. Lloyd and Diane come with their car. They pull in. They walk in. And it's crowded, but, you know, one table leaves, which could, you know, and then they say, look, the other person's going to leave soon. We'll put the tables together, and we'll put your family there. Cool. Great. While this is going on, I go in the back. I am familiar with the owner, and I just, you know, ask her about her holidays and Happy New Year. And when I come out, you know, the person is left to get ready to put the two tables together, and there's a guy and, I don't know, girlfriend, wife. They're standing up there. He comes walking over, and he just grabs a seat before the kids, before the, you know, the young man is cleaning the table, and he just grabs it, and he goes to, you know, get ready to sit down. And I said, uh, you know, excuse me, um, I said, I, I, their intent on what they're doing here was to put the two tables together. We're, we're, uh, that's what they're planning to do. We have a large group outside. I've been, I've been going in and out. I said, but, you know, if, if you want the table, if you think you deserve it, and you, you take it. He said, oh, okay, F you. Go F yourself. I got It's Okay. I said, you know, well, not necessary. I mean, maybe you didn't hear what I said, that last part. I, you know, you can have the table if you like, meaning I'm cool with it. He goes, yeah, F yourself. And at that time, another table opened up, a booth, and he went over to the booth with him and the girl. So, oh, no, and actually, before he told me to F myself the second time, he said, you know what? Your father cut me off. So he, he kind of points towards Lloyd. He said, yeah, outside, your, your father, come here. So I'm getting cursed out because Lloyd cut the guy off outside, right? <laughs> Which, in fairness to Lloyd, when Lloyd gave me the breakdown, it wasn't even, no way, even remotely in that situation. I mean, it, it, that's not actually what happened. Uh, and so they sat in the other booth, and I thought, and I walked over, and I said, hey, just, I, I, yeah, I just want to let you know that, really, I had total intention to give you the, the table if you wanted to, I just really would like to see things good. And, uh, you know, and you, don't, you don't need to, you know, live it out this way. And he, and he, uh, he says, well, just, just, you know, just go eat. Just, just shut up and go and eat. <laughs> I, okay. And uh, I said, you know, you're breaking my heart, man. I said, well, really? You know, there are greater things here. I don't think, I just really, I'm not good with you speaking to me this way. And just the way you're walking out, I said, really, at least I just want to give you the opportunity to try and put it all in a better place. His girlfriend then calls me an a-hole. And uh, so I turned around and I uh, walked over and I told Lloyd and Diane, hey, you know, just head out. Just head out. Just, just head out. I went and told you, hey, thank you so much for what you did, you know which really wasn't putting us in any place above anybody else. It was our turn, but they were, you know, they were just working hard. And I said, no, listen, I just wanted, you know, I know you're just setting up the tables, but I'm going to head out. I told her briefly, quick, what happened. I said, hey, do your business. It's all good. We can't get sidetracked from who we are and what we're doing. And so I left. And I said goodbye, and I got in the car, and I got in the car, and I drove on the way from Vegas, G Vegas, to where we were going next. I just gave the kids a quick, you know, summary of what happened and told them why I did what I do. And uh, how maybe there might be variations where I might not have done that in that way, but that this was, uh, you know, this was a thing I felt truly to do in that moment. We go to the next place. We're sitting there. As soon as we walk in, boom, they sat us like in a second, right? The tables were ready. And you know what? We're not in there 10 minutes. And let's just say people came in. We've never run into, we know these people well. We've never run into them out in public like that. And clearly, I'm just going to let you know, 
that, you know, when it, they, they came over and they greeted me, Christy, and the family, and they sat down. Before Christy and I left, we quickly looked at each other and said, you know what, we're just not going to leave and say, bye, thanks, you know. We just, we sense something spiritually is happening here. We're going to go over and spend time with them. Kids are waiting outside. Me and Christy spend 10 minutes with these people, talking, laughing, giving them affectionate hugs, really showing them they appreciate it, and we left. Later that day, the guy sends me a text, just wow, how much that meant to him, and so on and so forth. That's a good moment, right? Yeah. I think, I think God has planted something. And I don't know what's going to come of that. Not, might not even connect to me and Christy directly to here. Maybe it will. I don't know. I just know that's a, that's a beautiful connection, right? Are you getting me? You see, if I just see what the guy's doing on the surface, if I live out circumstantially, I'm unstable. I'm unstable. I'm coming into where he's at, right? You understand? But, but I, right there, right with F you, I'm gone, man, right? Pew! Or maybe just an F-bomb back. Or, but, but I have an undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ. There's a bigger picture. There's some deeper things going on right now than a table and then me getting an F-bomb dropped on me. I don't like it. I deeply, deeply displease it. But there's a bigger picture. And, alone, and God in his mercy shows it to me so quickly. So clearly, God wanted me in that second place. He did. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that that's where God wanted us. I am absolutely, positively convinced that's where. For me, maybe even more so, I think, for those people, which is cool, right? I want you to grasp that, you know? Don't live circumstantially. Don't live on the surface. There's some deeper, beautiful things going on. The way we get that is when we live undivided, not when we pick and choose how we're going to live out our faith, not when we kind of do it inconsistently, categorically, when we are loyal to Jesus Christ and him above all things, yes? When we that, we've got that 2020 vision. We're seeing things clearly. We're sensitive to the things that are spiritual in this world, and God is guiding us and leading us right to where he wants us. I got a great deposit hanging out out there somewhere, huh? That's good, right? Versus, you know, having my picture in the Garden of News, pastor punches out this schmuck, right? <laughs> and I'm sure they wouldn't have put it so nicely, right? Terrible pastor beats up this innocent man, right? Look, if we can be in 2020, you and I can be People of undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ. If you do that, hear me now. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it to the living room. If you do that, it's going to help you to be loyal to those you love, those that are in your life. And you're going to be able to love them not based on who they are and how they're, not based on how they're acting, but based on who they are. Did you get that? Imagine if you could love the people in your life, your spouse, your children, people, not based on what they're doing, not based on circumstances, but based on who they are, people who God loves and he's placed them in your life. God placed that arrogant, vulgar dude in my life. And if I can do that in G Vegas, then there's a likelihood I can do that in my home, yes? 
Yeah. I got a shot that when it really comes down, which it did the last few days, I'll be careful, that I can recover, that I can tap into that. Is that what you want? Or when life is at its most fragile moment, when the ones you love really deeply need you, you're going to go to circumstantial surface. You're going to go to that divided faith. You're going to go to the toss like the wave of the sea. Let's see where I land today or land now. Well, based on what my paycheck was or what this one said or what mom and dad from the past, that's how I'm going to go at this. God has created you and called you to so much more. Where was I? Look, Christy, look, Christy and I had some tough moments the last few days. Uh, I think we had a tough morning. Meaning, you know, two hours, three hours of intense conversation, disagreement, and, 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 and some pain, and then kind of calmed, and it kind of spilled over into the next night. She was exhausted. I was exhausted. But we, we recovered from that, and relatively quickly. Uh, we recovered very quickly, got back on track. Why? Because we... we we're loyal to one another, meaning we love each other from that place of loyalty. I don't just love her because she's gorgeous. I don't just love her because her father mows my lawn and does everything else around my house, <laughs> even though he gets me cursed at. Look, we're loyal to our marriage. We're loyal to what God has called us to together, Right? We're not going to allow the circumstances and what's on the surface to distract us from that truth. I love this woman. She loves me. God has called us together. He's got great things to do through us. That's the deeper truth. That's true. And we will know that and see that as we live out our life with an undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ in 2019 and in 2020. And the more we do that, the best is yet to come. If we choose to now have a divided loyalty, then we are subject to circumstances. We are subject to the moment. What's happening right then when she's saying that and that's happening is like, oh my God. And then we now scramble, shove Christ, shove his truth and go at it our way to try and bring stability to the instability, to the agony, to the pain. And what did we do? We would make it more unstable and more inconsistent, huh? If we look at circumstances in life, the here and now, Sometimes we actually think it's, it's God. We, we, we put it towards God. So that's kind of like if we find the, you know, the parking spot, if we find the lost keys, if, if we come across the receipt and we can get, you know, praise, thank you, Jesus, right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. But then if we don't find the receipt, they won't give us our money back, you jerk. Where is God? Yeah, whatever, the Jesus stuff. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right? We get up in the morning, have a nice breakfast. We're going to have a nice breakfast, going to be with my family, going to have a nice time together. A nice morning. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, just, and I'm really, I'm driving there. Thank you, Lord. I mean, just nice morning, sun's out, kids are in the car, we're together. Uh, you know, it's on my mother in law's dime. This is cool. Right? And next thing you know, I'm getting cursed at. Yeah, 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 whatever, Jesus. No thanks. Now, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to curse the guy back. Same thing. Or I'm going to get in the car and curse the guy in front of my kids. 
effing jerk, idiot, lowlife. That's a problem with this world. You have morons like that. Huh? No thanks, Jesus. Yeah, you didn't show up on this one. I got it. I'm just going to roll with the inconsistency. I'm going to roll with the instability. Huh? Rather than back off from the circumstances, and I've got this undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ. He's my rock. Huh? He's my portion, and I'm going to see it from a deeper place. And in doing that, I'm going to see it all. This dude, man, what's going on with him? I don't know the why, but I know the why. He's a child of God, and I know who I am. I know who Jesus is. I got my kids out there. What an opportunity to see God glorified, for them to see that. I didn't even know it was going to happen at the next place. I actually haven't tied it together with them yet, but they saw it. Me and Chrissy talked about it. Listen, we must go deeper. We must look within we must know that the Spirit of God lives in us. Let's be loyal to Jesus undividedly in 2020. You see, undivided loyalty loves regardless of benefits. Sometimes we love Jesus and we're loyal to God based on the benefits that we expect, right? We carry that way of thinking into relationships. We enter into relationships and we maintain them with that way of thinking, right? A prevailing mindset that says, how Will I, how can I benefit from this relationship? This is common. Very common. More than that. And it brings instability and inconsistency. And when circumstances and issues come, wow, problems really consume people in, in marriages. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 10 says, don't just pretend to love others. Don't just pretend to love them. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. At the diner with the guy. All right, at first I wasn't like delighting in honoring the guy, but I was cool with it. As the hours and days pass, I am delighting in it, especially as I consider the reality of the alternatives. My wife, yes, I delight in honoring her. Right? I delight in not pretending to love her, but really loving her. Really, not just saying I love you, but then when things don't go as I expected, I don't see a benefit here. Yeah, woo! I love you, and I take joy in honoring you because of who God is and that he's brought you in my life. And this is how you want to see your spouses and your children and people in your life. We don't want to see them just because of what we think they could do for us or should do for us. Where the benefit is, huh? When you're living circumstantially, it's how you will see. When you have a divided loyalty to God, it's simply how your, your flesh conditions you to do this, by the way. It's a very normal, natural thing. If you come from a fragmented you know, way of life, it's even more, more uh, magnified. If we do this. It will change our lives in 2020 and undivided loyalty. Undivided loyalty to Jesus, we'll close it out. Undivided loyalty to Jesus is living beyond oneself. It's what Jesus did. He left heaven. He come to earth. He lived beyond himself. Romans 12, chapter 11 through 13 says, well, I'll just read 11 through 12. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. What do you have hope in? It just can't be in a person or a thing or in an organization. 
Your hope can't be in a way that's going to anchor you or lead you to living out life based on circumstances. It just cannot be in a mutual fund. It cannot be in a home, a property. It cannot be anything that's material. You've got to hope in the supernatural. Our hope is in Jesus. Our loyalty is to Jesus. Our confidence is in Jesus. The verse goes on, actually, to say, we will go, let's just keep finishing it. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Help others. Live outside yourself. This is one of the reasons why Chair City Church is doing so well, why every year we're growing. And not just numerically, but just relationally. Because we are conditioned, we are dedicated to living outside ourselves and beyond ourselves, individually and corporately. You can do that. You can do that by here at Cheer City Church. Participate this year. Serve. Come alongside others. Be a part of all that's happening here. Jump in somewhere. We have people jump in and start helping in kids' church, wind up in a production booth. We have people who jump in a production booth, wind up helping out in kids' church. People move, but they find their fit. They, they come into relationships. They're like, wow, this works for me. Live out with undivided loyalty to Jesus Christ. This, this isn't a building. This is the body of Christ. When I see people sometimes, the things they do to church or how they conduct themselves, I'm like, they don't get it. They have not read this book because this book says that this is the body, the bride of Jesus Christ. You, you get that? It says that. Treat it as such. Serve, support, love, nurture the body of Christ. Because in there is a great opportunity for you to know God in a greater way, for you to see God work in your life, for you to sow some great seeds and to see opportunities. Live beyond yourself. Have an undivided loyalty to Jesus. Find a way to jump in and serve here. I necessarily prepare this for my students. I don't have any special cards you to fill out. Look, just go. Go to the table. Go to the connection card. Say, you know what? 2020 will not pass with me just sitting on the sidelines and not serving and helping out. In some way, I'm not going to let it happen. That's my resume. When I write my resume, for when I sit down at the end of 2020, my resume will say, hey, I served the body of Jesus Christ. I served with my fellow followers of Jesus Christ. Yes? And then as you're writing it, take in that moment of joy. Look, help someone. Live outside yourself. You can start doing that today if you don't know Jesus Christ. If you've come in here today and, and you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, as you don't know him in such a personal way that he's called you in here today, for you to know him in such a special way, that you could live beyond yourself. We can't change. We can only influence things. We can't change circumstances of life, but we can be transformed over it all, above it all. Today, turn to Jesus Christ. Live outside yourself. Go beyond yourself. Go to peace. Go to joy. Know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Turn to him today. Today I turn to Jesus, and Jesus, you tell him, you say to him, as they're singing this last song, I give you my undivided loyalty right now. 
I will be loyal to you above anything and everything else. I will look at everything that's going on in my life and I will say, am I living out my life in a way that I am loyal to Jesus Christ? Because if I am, then God will conquer this. God will overcome this. Victory will prevail in this area. I will know God's blessings huh, and protection in this area. I've turned it to him. I'm trusting in him. I'm loyal to him. huh? I'm not going to live circumstantially. I'm not going to live in the moment. No more. I'm turning to Jesus Christ. Whether it's for the first time or you've been kicking this around for a long time doing it your way, today I give my life to Jesus Christ. I thank God for what he did for me, shed his blood on the cross, that my sins are forgiven, that I don't have to live steeped in a slave to that sin, which maybe is contributing to this unstable way of living. Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. 2020, this is your year to live out large for Jesus Christ, huh? With an undivided loyalty. I want to give you a quote, and I'm going to close. The quote is, anonymous says, a beautiful wave was rushing toward the shore. Oh no, the wave cried, for he saw the rocks. I'm going to crash and be destroyed forever. A voice behind him, the wave, advised, relax, son, you won't be destroyed. For you are not a wave, you are the ocean. Stop living life as if you're a wave. Stop listening to yourself that's telling you you're a wave. Stop breaking up your life and giving some to God and some to you. No, that's a wave. And if you do that, if you had a divided loyalty to Jesus Christ, you're going to be tossed all over because you're telling yourself, I'm a wave. You're acting like a wave. You're going to be tossed all over the place. I am a child of God. I am a child of God who's most powerful, most loving, good, just, holy, compassionate, righteous, wise. That's who I am. I am strong. I am stable. I will not live my life based on circumstances. I go deeper than that. Huh? There's so much more. Know God. Love God. Give Jesus your undivided Attention this year. To God be the glory.